you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is entitled, Failing the Test. When Saul became king of Israel, the people had to go to the Philistines to buy iron farm tools. When these tools became dull, the people had to go back to the Philistines to have them sharpened, since they weren't allowed to have blacksmiths. But the Philistines wouldn't sell weapons of war to the people of Israel. The only ones to have modern swords and spears were Saul and his son Jonathan. As king, Saul organized an army of 3,000 men. He personally oversaw 2,000 of them and gave 1,000 to his son. Jonathan took his men and attacked a Philistine outpost. Saul knew that this was an act of war, so he quickly tried to build his forces in preparation. The Philistines reacted to this attack with force. They marched into Israel with 3,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen, and a massive number of troops. The men of Israel were terrified when they saw this huge army come into their land. Most of the men in Saul's army ran for their lives. They hid wherever they could. They hid in caves, among rocks, and down in wells. Some even left the country. Others actually joined the Philistine army. Samuel told the king not to go into battle until they had sacrificed to the Lord. He told Saul to go to a particular place and wait for him. The king went to that place, but Samuel wasn't there. He waited three to four days. Still, Samuel didn't come. He waited five days, six days. Samuel didn't come. Saul watched as men continued to desert the army. Finally, on the seventh day, he felt he couldn't wait any longer. He got the things needed for the burnt sacrifice and offered it up. Just as he finished, Samuel arrived. Saul went out to greet him. The prophet said, What have you done? Saul said, The Philistines are about to attack and my army is leaving me. I didn't know if I would have the Lord's help. I waited for you, but you didn't come. I had no other choice, so I decided to act on my own. I offered the burnt offering to the Lord. Samuel said, Oh, you have acted like a fool. Didn't you realize this was a test? You failed it. If you had trusted God, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. Now your kingdom won't last long. The Lord has already found a man after his own heart. He'll become king, and God will establish his kingdom forever. Samuel then turned and left the king. Saul counted his men and found he only had 600 soldiers. The Philistines had camped on the top of a cliff so they could control the important pass that was below. So Saul took his small army and camped on top of the cliffs on the opposite side of the pass. First Samuel 13.12 reads, Then I said, The Philistines will now come down on me at Gilgal, and I have not made supplication to the Lord. Therefore I felt compelled and offered a burnt offering. Well, it is a true test of conversion when the professing Christian has the choice of feeling, quote, compelled to do something that is in direct contradiction to God's word. 
Are we willing to compromise the truth based on our circumstances? Let's look at Psalm 15 for the mindset and the reward of the godly. Let me read that to you. It's a short psalm. Psalm 15. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor. Nor does he take up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change, he who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent, he who does these things shall never be moved. Several things about this psalm speak to me in direct relation to this story. It's sort of emphasizing the mindset that... Saul did not have. Another thing I'd like to point out is, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. The reason I wanted to point that out is, you've heard many times, love the sinner, not the sin. Well, yes, we are not to unlove or be hateful or be prejudiced against sinners in any way. But the point is, if someone is sinning, we don't just embrace them and tolerate them. That's the big word today as we would a fellow believer. It's a, it's a different relationship. Uh, I'm not saying to treat them wrongly, but they are different. The focus on these people is not to be their buddy. The focus on these people is to, in fact, share the gospel with them. Let's read 1 Samuel 13, 19-22. Now there was no blacksmith to be found throughout all the land of Israel. For the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make swords or spears. But all the Israelites would go down to the Philistines to sharpen each man's plowshare, his mattock, his axe, and his sickle. And the charge for the sharpening was a pim, for the plowshares, the mattocks, the forks, and the axes, and to set the points of the goads. So it came about on the day of battle that there was neither sword nor spear found in the hand of any of the people who were with Saul and Jonathan, but they were found with Saul and Jonathan his son. Well, the evangelist has been given to the church to equip it for ministry. Sadly, this is a ministry that the enemy has almost done away with today. So many money-hungry evangelists have fleeced the flock that the local shepherd is now hesitant to trust them with his sheep. However, the true evangelist is a blacksmith who sharpens the weapons of the soldier of Christ. I love that. The true evangelist is, a, is akin to a blacksmith. We believe the stereotype of, you know, the Billy Graham, the great orator, the great speaker that attracts these amazing crowds and uh, th these amazing presentations in public and these speeches. Yes, th that is part of evangelism, but the Bible also talks about the evangelist is an equipper. He is the one to equip the flock with tools and with ways to share the gospel. That's part of the reason that this podcast exists, to help equip the listeners with tools and tips and the ability to share the gospel of Jesus more effectively. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening.
This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.